0: I think that is an excellent segue. <clears throat> pardon self to jump into the del- to the Delorium, Natalie, and let's go back.
1: Okay, that's before- how I know you're from my era when we're <laughs> using
0: terminology. <laughs> we gotta we gotta paint as, as as a vivid picture as we possibly can. So I like to use those kind of references yeah. so people can think, "What on earth yeah. is this gentleman talking about?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so let's go back so let's go back to before um, we were a, a BBC presenter and before SWV and stuff where, mm. where did we grow up um, and where was well, where was we born and raised?
1: Uh, born in Birmingham um, in a place called Selly Oak Hospital and then we lived in Birmingham till I think it was around. Two, two and a half. Uh, we half. We're in a block of flats. We were quite high up. And I think it was one day my mum um, and dad came out and I, I think I, I'd been on the balcony, but I was trying to squeeze through <laughs> the gaps in the balcony. I can't remember what floor we were on, like the 11th or 13th or something. And I think as soon as my mum and dad, not to say my parents were neglectful, by the, by the way, mm-hmm. but just in terms of, you know, sort of as kids can be, one minute they're there, the next minute, where's she gone? Um, and yeah, I think when they they saw that, they sort of came out and said, no, we, we, we can't... We, we, we can't have this so they um, went to Wolverhampton um, and then started to look for some places and then we moved to a place called Penderford in Wolverhampton um like I said when I was about two and a half three um, and we've been in Wolves ever since obviously uh, I was there till I was about six and then we we live um, where I, I live now with the family um, and yeah so born and bred in, in Birmingham but grew up in walls but again i've had stints and i split my time between um the midlands and, and london um, so, so i'm sort of to and fro in all the time
0: so would you class yourself um as a bromie or black country
1: That's a good question. Do you know that what I'm I am. Oh no. I don't know what I don't know what, what's the right right answer here, because I don't want to offend certain people. I mean, I'm, I'm a Brummy, born and bred. and um, plus as well, because I mean I've got I've I got into property when I was um, sort of 18. So I've, I've you know lived in Birmingham, worked in Birmingham for years and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, still still got a property that um, that I've got tenants and stuff in now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would I would still say, you know, brummy because I was I was born in Birmingham, but um, wolves is in my blood, mm. so it's it's difficult for me to to be able to sort of give a specific. But I'd, I'd have to say I'm a, I'm a Bromi. I'm a Bromie <laughs> Or can I can I not just say I'm a proud Midlander?
0: No, well, I guess I think we can combine all <laughs> three no. of them. <laughs> well, let's be diplomatic. I think we can no. combine. We can, we combine them. Actually, we can combine them because you obviously you were born in Birmingham, which makes you a Brummie. You've moved to Wolverhampton, yeah. which makes you a Black Country, which and yeah. that is within the West Midlands region. So yes, we, we, we can go with all three. Let's let's just leave it all as right, well. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, coming from growing up in a musical household um yeah what was that like have your mother being the successful singer songwriter that she was
1: um or is, well, is she still yes going?
0: yes well yes let me correct that yes is <laughs> is not past tense
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um I mean for me it was I say it was it was great but it was also it's it was kind of my norm um I mean, she was she was always I, my mum was gigging while I was you know while she was sort of eight and a half months pregnant with me, mm. um, and it's it's something that again like you said I was I was born into my dad, my mum and dad um, met at school so they've been together since they were sort of thirteen and fourteen, um, and it was my dad that sent off for my mum's first ever audition. Uh, when she was what 17 um he just saw an ad in a paper he used to hear her singing around the house and all that kind of stuff um and he just sent off for the uh for the audition you know she got the gig and um so when she eventually got spotted which was I think in about 83 so I was what two um and and again at the time I think it was just before we actually moved to Wolves um she got spotted and signed to EMI. EMI um yeah and um I mean, she just, you know, she she had the hit with um, Could It Be I'm Falling in Love, mm-hmm. uh, which she did as a, a duet, which is obviously a cover of the uh, the wonderful Detroit Spinners. Um, but most people actually sort of are more familiar now with mom and, and sort of David's version as to the original. But, but like I said, it, it was it was normal for me. Um yeah, it was weird as well when we first moved to Wolverhampton because when even when I'm at sort of nursery, um, my mum and dad remind me now that they used to be, I'm sort of, you know, four or five years old and you've got sort of 16, 17, 18 year olds knocking on the door <laughs> saying, oh, is, Na- is Natalie there, please? This is genuine. Is Natalie there, please? And my dad's like, well, yeah, who are you? Oh, because oh, whether they've, you know, whether they've seen me over at mom with me, with mom over at Sainsbury's or they've just watched to see, you know, I'm yes. that's where she lives. Um, so it was all a bit odd in that sense. But um, again, it was normal for me. I think if anything, um, it, you know, I'd be staying at friends' house. My mum had a performance on, I don't know, Top of the Pops or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd, I'd be staying with uh, with friends for the night and then they'd shout and say, oh, Natalie, your mum's on TV. I'd be like, yeah, okay. And then I'd just carry on playing. It's just, you know. Just, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> All right. I so... my mom. I don't know what she looks like. I don't know what she sounds like. So I didn't really have the necessity to mm. have to watch, to go and drop my, you know, I say my My little ponies or Transformers or my Star Wars toys. I had, I had a or Care Bears. I didn't look into everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah care bears I had the care bears too um but yes I was just I was more interested in planes, so again it was just it was just normal mm. i was you know my mom was still strict with me and like I said earlier on, and it's just i wasn't one of those that could um get away with stuff I was yeah. just you know I still had to to be very very well behaved I think it was more so when I got into um my my junior schools and um, my senior schools then um the kind of um I can't really say the backlash but that's where you started to pick up on people's envy and jealousy Mm -hmm. um because of the fact that you know I mean yeah if mom had been on the tv the night before or whatever and as well because I I mean I went to um to private school and in my private schools I mean you're talking about I was sort of one of maybe two three black kids in the whole school um so there was that kind of element as well there was the mix of the racial elements um alongside the jealousy um of of mom and 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 who mom was so it was it was strange when it came to school that that was kind of hmm
0: so how Uh, did you what was how how then that's quite interesting that is how did you navigate because i guess especially for for where you was in wolverhampton at that time Mm. in a private school at that era as well that yeah. must have been very tricky because I know, you know, me, just for myself growing up at that, you know, at that period, it was um very tricky within the education system. Never mind being in a in a totally different sort of setting in, in that respect. Yeah. So how, how can you kind of navigate? Well, paint that picture for us.
1: Um. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm very grateful for my, uh, my education and everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, I had all my elocution lessons, which is yes. probably one of the reasons I don't have a staunch brummy or black country <laughs> accent. And again, because I've been quite worldly and being able to travel. But um, um, school was, I think school was interesting for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I was, can I say I was clever? I suppose I was clever. I was one of these, I always did enough. I didn't sort of go over and above. I always got good grades, you know, my A's and my B's and all that kind of stuff. But I was just, yeah, I was, you know, I could be a bit of a joker. I was always, do you know what? I was always the one for the underdog. I hated to see people getting bullied. Yeah. um, And I think because I was on the receiving end, I mean, in my junior school, I had things like whether it's chewing gum, putting my brand new trainers, (sighs) um, stuff with just just not very nice things that were said. And um, I would tend to find that the teachers would not... Um, they wouldn't, um, I don't want to say jump to my defense, but they wouldn't really pull up the kids who were, um, the, aggressors. the instigators of things yeah. like this. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, there's a fair few occasions where I've sort of gone home and, you know, been a little bit in my shell and reserved and straight away, my dad would pick me up and he'd be like, what's the matter? Like, nothing, nothing. Just, what, what's happened? I'll say, oh, this happened today. Or, you know, again, train a chewing gum in my trainers. The amount of times that my dad, <laughs> <laughs> my poor little white Irish daddy, was up at the school fighting for me and, um, i mean he grew again he grew up with that as well exactly. as, a, as a as a white guy going yeah. through hansworth yeah. to, to go and see my mom and all that kind of stuff so they they've been they've been through it so the, mm-hmm. i think the fact that they'd had so many experiences before i'd even arrived yeah. um and the fact that he was now having to sit there and think hold on a minute no. we've been through this as adults i'm yeah. not having this happen to my uh, to my child so yeah he's he's been up the school on many occasions he's um got a little bit hands-on shall we say at certain <laughs> points with even uh, headmasters because the head again the headmasters aren't dead just shrugging up it's like well what you know what's the problem yeah no not with my dad that's no. that's like a red rag to a bull. um we so, need resolutions
0: uh, yeah so again we need yes, resolutions exactly. but
1: um Yes. And um, my, I mean, my, my dad was always one of these. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say this, but he would always say, listen, if anyone does anything or says anything to you when you're at school, especially when it came to the colour side of things, mm. he, he would just say, he said, just give them a smack. I said, dad, I can't do that. I'll get into trouble with the teachers. And he'd just say, never mind your teachers. I'll deal with the teachers and I'll deal with the, the, the parents as well. So never mind them. He said, be more worried about what I'll do if you don't stick up for yourself than sticking up for yourself at school and I think once I knew that I had that doesn't mean to say by the way I didn't go around beating people up of course at school. um but it was just I think just knowing that right it kind of gave me that extra level of confidence to know that I can defend myself when I need to and um as long as my mom and dad are okay with it then I'm good and I think that's where I kind of started to 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 come into my own a little bit more Mm. um and um like I said sticking up for the the underdogs where I could because I was one of them yes
0: um
1: and yeah so it was it was it was interesting I had some you know I had some close friends at school um didn't it wasn't really I'm not you know you get people who turn around and say oh yeah school school days best days of your life just (laughs) I'm not one that sort of looks back and thinks that um it's just not it's yeah it's not something that I look back and think yeah yeah school was great um like I said very uh, grateful for the the um the experience I think without the experience of school I wouldn't be sort of part of the way that I am today um Mm -hmm. grateful for the the education um but um yeah that's
0: kind of yes that is, that is what it is it wasn't Absolutely. an angel
1: but then are we all um we're so, growing aren't we we're know. growing and we're
0: learning as yeah, uh, as, exactly. as youngsters and young adults exactly so exactly that all part of it all part what what was some of your um favorite lessons at school
1: um english literature, english, english literature yeah uh, yeah loved english literature i loved um i loved shakespeare um and just sort of writing um being able to sort of you know write your own stories reading if there was ever you know you've got certain people oh, i hate hate reading in class no if there was uh, anyone to read i would be like yeah me oh. <laughs> um so english was definitely one of my favorite subjects i was good at maths i wouldn't say it was my favorite subject. um and then if anything sports english and sports
0: ah so was you on the, the uh, girls hockey team
1: hockey netball uh cross country um lower school sort of cross country champion or junior cross country champion ah. um high jumper um I was good at long jump as well but I hated it because I just sand just get
0: the, right. <laughs> yes, oh, no, yes. the sand element um, oh no the sand
1: didn't like swimming at school I love swimming now uh, I, I love swimming but I didn't like swimming at school because the yeah hell? yeah yeah the I hair know. back then I, I wasn't going in with the plaits like this mm. now this is my winter hair <laughs> but no the swimming and especially because it would be in the morning yeah. and then you'd just have to walk around with like the microphone head yes. the whole day because yes. I just couldn't they you wouldn't had they wouldn't give you the time to be able to blow dry out your yeah, hair and get the comb and all that kind of stuff so <laughs> you're just walking around with a big bush head and like I said as one of the only black kids in the school at the best of times she's just like oh my gosh
0: so yeah, yeah. And all yeah, that. I wasn't you a me- fan of swimming at school. Do you remember the levels of chlorine, which was in those swimming baths?
1: That too, yeah, 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 no.
0: A good That's thing, a good thing to obviously kill the uh, whatever germs is in there, but the levels were just, you know, I remember taking my niece swimming uh, a few years back, and I was... As soon as I opened the door from the changing room, I was hit with the, yeah. yeah, it was, it, it literally took my breath away. I was like, whoa. It dries like,
1: out the skin as well yeah. so much. Oh, gosh,
0: yeah. it's not good for the old skin. Definitely mm. not. Definitely not. So, okay. So your experience, you had an interesting um, education um, experience yeah. uh, and is that, that's at junior school and secondary school. Um, yeah. You went sixth form, I take it as well?
1: um i didn't go to sixth form no because i didn't particularly like the school okay um i left and went to a um a separate college uh in shrewsbury um called um shrewsbury college of arts and technology i know it um yeah, but again, um, I did my year there and then I transferred to um, to Wolfram because, again, just certain racial experiences Ooh. that I had at the likes of Scatty just got to the point where I just thought, you know what, I'd
0: well, that- rather
1: just... Let me just get closer to home and just... <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say...
0: Wasn't, wasn't on
1: for battling on a day in, day yeah. out.
0: Yeah, that is a totally... I mean, we're talking remote... Um, it's quite well. I wouldn't say it's quite different now. It's it, it's different, but it's still a very remote place. Mm. Um, yeah, interesting. Okay, and what did you do in regards to the um the study? Was you going down a media uh, a biz- studies? Media. Okay. Yeah
1: yeah i mean you know i had the 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 chance to if i wanted to sort of stay on at sixth form i I could have done but again like i said it was a private school and there was nothing that i wanted to study i didn't want to go to university Mm -hmm. um because again back then you know all the things that i was interested in i mean i just wanted to get into music i wanted to be i wanted to be a singer like my mom um and um she always sort of said no not until you finish school not until you finish college um then go and get yourself a full-time job you know you don't want to be like me you want to know where your money's you know you want to get a regular income you want to know where your money is coming from because you know we all know that the, the music industry can be very very fickle yes. full of sharks um so she didn't want that for me she wanted me to have um much more stability um so I was never really interested in I saw media studies and because you it covered sort of photography and mm. um you know just media and all the different aspects that uh, that it dealt with then um, I thought, yeah, you know, I'll give that a go. And like I said, I transferred then to Wolfram uh, to Wolfram College. But after that, I I wasn't interested in going to university. Whereas now, um, I mean, even when it's I've got a younger brother, he's, he's sort of 11 and a half years younger than me. But even when it came to him going to do the the sort of the sixth form um or going to um to college, um you had all things, it's all things like access to music and um university degrees now. It's sort of, you've got music management courses, mm. and it's just I'm sort of sitting there thinking, why did we never have any of this when yeah. I was growing up, but, yeah. but even then, I mean, it's whether or not I would have chosen to go down that route, I don't know. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think now, looking back, um, if I, I don't know if I would have done it back then, but one of the things that I've, I've always wanted to do, and even now, if I if sort of had enough free time to do it, I've, I've got a huge interest in um, psychology i just love psychology um how the brain works what makes people tick what drives them to sort of you know do the things that they do um yeah. what sort of triggers them um what helps sort of the, how the mind sort of shapes people um and like i said it, it's something i think i've always sort of had a, a fascination for just in terms of watching people but as i've got older it's just being able to, to sort of get to a level where you can really understand the psyche behind things then that's um that's possibly not one regret, but that's something like I so said, there's still there's still time for that as well. So in my own little way, I'm always sort of watching and reading my little bits mm. and bobs to try and sort of suss sus out people's people's uh, inner inner, inner of the minds. Yeah.
0: Yes, totally. Have you checked out the um the century of now documentary? No, I haven't. Um I'll send you a link um, once we've finished. Okay. and once we finish. And I'll I'll potentially put a link below as well. That 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 would cover a little bit of what you've just um um overviewed there. It okay. Goes into um, the, the the psychology behind marketing and mm. um, voting, etc. etc. It's okay very interesting one. Very interesting one.
1: No, definitely I'll check that out.
0: So as we're as we're growing up in um, mm. under your mother and father and mm-hmm. your mother is a successful singer and stuff. What was happening um, in regards to, you've alluded to obviously at school, <clears throat> mm. um, did, were people, when, when, once you was getting older into your teenage, um, yeah. were people trying to maybe connect with you because they knew who you was? Were you getting kind of people kind of latch on because they knew who you were? um not at
1: school I think if if anything it would be people outside of school that um that I would experience that with and then you know that's when I'd start getting the the the, the talks from mom and dad just to sort of say listen be careful who your friends are mm-hmm. make sure that your friends are friends with you for you and not because they think of, of it, it for what they think I've got or because of who mom is um I mean again going back to school I was um I say sort of the black sheep, um, <laughs> I suppose in the, almost in the literal sense. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, I mean, you had some very well-to-do people as well at uh, my school, sort of from sort of wealthy families and everything. But um, yeah, I, I had. I think there's certain people that probably wanted to be even more friends with me than what they were at school, but um, their parents had sort of advised them especially because I never I didn't have sort of boyfriends at school mm-hmm. um I think the one time I did get a boyfriend at school um I ended up going off on tour with my mom um, and dad to Japan for I think it was sort of six weeks um came back and uh, he dumped me to go out with somebody else and uh, and he said no the only reason I went out with you is um was as an experiment wow um to see, to see what it was like to go out with a black girl and then uh, he said his friend's Mom and dad had turned around and said to him, oh, no, you can't go out with Natalie because mixing a black and a white is like <sighs> and a dog. You don't do it. What? So it's just like, yeah, so... um yeah, that it wasn't really like that at school in terms of even regardless of who mom was, wow. it, uh, it didn't it didn't get me any extra kudos. Um, so I think that's one of the reasons as well at school why uh, I like to think I'm quite funny. So I've been told, but I think I ended up having to use sense of humor as almost like a defense mechanism, mechanism yes. because I was always the the ugly one um, because I was black. So it was um, it was sort of strange. But then, like I said, outside of of school, um, there were certain people. I think. Not necessarily even outside of school, but I think that's more so as I've got older. So mm-hmm. that would be sort of late teens and going into my early twenties in terms of people, um, especially if they're, they're familiar, obviously, with with mom's music. Yes. Like, oh my god, Jackie Graham's daughter. So that's when you'd start to get people to sort of trying to latch on. And for me, because I'm a very um, sort of my very sort of open and um, and sort of warm and giving person, I, I sort of like like my mom and dad in that sense. Um, then that was a life lesson in my sort of twenties is being able to differentiate between the real from the yeah. fake. There were ones who were just sort of the hangers on um, or who were just around because, you know, they, they, they want something.
0: Mm. And as you say, it, it, you can, it can be quite difficult to ascertain or, well to figure out who is who because some people can be very very cunning and they can be they can put an act on for literally three to four years even for sometimes 10 years and you get to the 11th year anniversary and you're like oh my god is that what it was all about
1: yeah (laughs) i didn't see that one coming should have seen it coming but no that one sort of just missed me so yes
0: Interesting, interesting. So you, you've you've definitely gone through some experiences which has um, created and fortified the character which is now um, today, the uh, Natalie Graham. It is
1: trying to be. I don't well. Like I said, I'm just listen. I'm I am literally. I'm I'm just me. I just. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. However, how whatever way to, to describe it, I'm a big kid. Anyone who knows me and knows me well, they're just like, yeah, Natalie, she's she's a bit of a joker, and I love kids. Um, don't have my own yet, but hopefully, will one day. Um, but yeah, I'm a big kid, so it's because I think because of a lot of the life experiences and some of the heavier things that um, that I've gone through. Um, I am just one of these. It's just a case of just listen. You know, you 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 never know how long you've got. Um, you've got to appreciate what you do have now, and um, and enjoy the time with the people that um, that you love and you care about, who are the genuine souls that you've got in your life. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I'm, almost, I'm almost like a bit of a chameleon because I have got so many different hats, even within sort of business and everything. So I know that there's certain people, it's like when they first heard me on the radio, certain people that I do business with, they just sort of turn around and they're like, oh my God, Natalie, you sound so nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, what do you mean? I sound so nice. And I'm like, I am nice. I'm like, yeah, but you just, you know, you just like sound softer nice. And it's like, but again, within business. For me business is business I'm still nice within business but I think mm-hmm. because I'm very black and white yeah um I don't you know I don't I say I don't like gray as she says but it's one of my favorite colors to wear um but I don't um I don't what's the best way to put it um if 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 something happens if I make a mistake and this is something that I've, I've one of the biggest lessons I've always had from my dad. My dad has always said that, listen, there, there, there's sort of two things in life. You never want to be a liar. You never want to be a thief because once you're tarnished with that, then that's it. It will stick with you for life. And he says, if ever you make a mistake, he said, just own your mistakes because you will always get a lot more respect for putting your hands up and saying, Do you know what? That was my fault. Mm-hmm. Then if you just sit there and sort of, you know, either don't, apologize or have some kind of accountability for yes. your part in something um, and accountability is one of my favorite words as well yes. um but yeah so that that's a big lesson that i learned from um from my dad is is just within business that if something goes wrong when it comes to dealing with people, I'm like, listen, don't just do the whole, um, the the, the ostrich treatment, bury Mm. your head in the sand and then you can't get hold of people because they just don't want to tell you what's going on. And I will call people out if I need to. I'm never rude. I don't, you know, never rude, never rant. I'm not a rant and raver and all that kind of stuff. But I will call people out and say, listen, what's going on? Deal with the issue. And then, you yeah. can put it to bed. It's like business mm. is business. You just put, you, okay, we've dealt with that. We've, you know, and you move on. Um, it's not something you have to sit there and, and dwell on. And likewise, if I make a mistake, then I will, you know, I'll put my hands up and say, do you know what? that was my fault and I think when you do that with people as well it catches them so off guard because they're not used to it that they sort of you know when you can sit there sometimes <laughs> and you know when you know you're going to speak to someone and you just wind yourself up and you're like right I'm going to yeah. say this yeah I'm going to say that and then if they turn around and say this I'm going to turn around and say that and you you've got the whole conversation already mapped out and Pretty then as bent. soon as you turn around and say sorry do you know what my fault yeah i can only apologize what are we going to do Right, that's the problem yeah i'm part of the reason for the problem what can we do now to fix it then people are kind of like
0: Mm.
1: oh wasn't expecting that right okay well let's let's get to the the resolution for this so it's just yeah
0: that and um, but i am nice you can see <laughs> that. Like said,
1: i've got i've got different i've got different sides and, and when it comes to business and especially when it comes to the likes of my mom as well because she is my mom then i don't stand for any mess and i've seen so many things that have gone on um in terms of how she's been treated how she's been ripped off and yeah. um, sort of disrespected sort of stepped on throughout her career um despite the fact that she is a true pioneer as well exactly for the whole um not just black british music scene but the the british, british. music scene mm-hmm. um So she, you know, she's an integral part of sort of British... Musical history, um, and yeah, at the same time I saw some of my mama. So don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't play. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't play, play, play no
0: games. My dad
1: calls me the, I'm either the pit bull or the rockweiler The depending on what um, it'll <laughs> uh, be like. Natalie, you go and speak to them and deal with this because he he'll, he'll lose his temper. So I've, I've kind of got the balance of the the niceness from my mom yeah. and um, the, the the diplomacy from my mom. But then at the same time I've got I've also got the the, the bite Just from my dad the- where it's <laughs> like okay I can do. <laughs> that but don't don't make yeah. me switch if i don't
0: have to definitely i mean that that that's <laughs> unfortunately as you've highlighted there um the majority of people do want to stick their head in the ground in, in the sand when it comes to business they don't want to be um upfront honest and mm. um, have accountability as you say if something's happened wrong then it, it's you know you've made a mistake this is it.
1: We all make mistakes. If you don't make mistakes, you don't learn from them and you don't grow. As you mentioned, as we spoke about earlier on.
0: Mm. So so a hint to the wise should be more than sufficient.
1: <laughs> exactly that.
0: Yes. So let's, let's change levels a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Spiritual Or religious wise, what was what did we grow up uh, as, and what are we now?
1: Um, Christian Catholic, um, but I am not particularly religious. I mean, I say my prayers before I go to bed every night. Um, I believe that everybody has the right to believe in whatever or whoever they want to. Um, I do also believe that to a certain extent, there's a lot of um, sort of religions that kind of um in their own way a sort of almost um how do i say um not worshiping but looking up to the same things i mean whether it's the the universe god Mm -hmm. allah jehovah whoever it may be um you know everybody's got the right to 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 believe in what they like but i i consider myself to be a very spiritual person um and i mean like i said i've got all my crystals i've got if anything i've got all my buddhas i burn my sage and my incense and i do my smudging and the full moons and new moons and all that kind of stuff and i'm a i'm a big believer in energy um huge believer in energy and that positives bring positives negatives bring negatives that there is something bigger than us um to for all of this to sort of exist um what that something is um i don't know whether it's the universe whether it's god whatever it may be i I don't know but like i said i believe that everybody's got the right to whatever whatever they find comfort in Mm -hmm. um then you know each each to their own but yeah i'm a a very spiritual person but i'm i'm drawn to um and also repelled on the odd occasion by um by energies very sort of sensitive to, to things on that front
0: so um i've got reverse i've got two on the back of that so reference mm. your last statements, are you saying that um for instance you enter a room and mm. you'll greet certain people and then you'll greet a certain person and you will just feel that person is off kind of thing or there's something not kind of right
1: I'm very, yeah, very. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still greet everybody in a, oh, in a yes. warm and welcoming way. But mm-hmm. you can, you you can sense it. You know, mm-hmm. you can sense it instantly if someone's someone's got a vibe about them because, yeah. um, again, you're going to make me go all onto my geeky levels now. Um, but get yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer of um, vibrations. Your vibrations that you vibrate on and your frequency. Mm -hmm. um and I I I think that we all vibrate on a a certain level some sort of you know higher or lower than others um and you must I mean everybody's had it you you meet someone and you you know and you can't quite put your finger on it's like something's off Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is but something's off then that's you know there's an energy there that you know that you're that you're picking up on um or I mean even if it comes to phone calls if how many times have you sat there and you, you might think about someone I think oh do you know what I've got to give them a call and then you know an hour later or the next day you hear from that person like do you know what I was just thinking about it I was thinking about you too it's it's as silly as it sounds Wouldn't um, Natalie? definitely something in it regardless that, I know people are going to be sitting there thinking what is she talking about but I know is, there's just as many thinking that's so she's, <laughs> she's that's what's what, me that <laughs> happens to me all the time <laughs>
0: Natalie that is far from silly that is far from silly and I'm pretty sure the people who know know and the people who don't know as you say will be like what on earth but even I'm pretty sure that you can bear witness to this point that you can even maybe yesterday or the day before you can think of someone and within a second within a minute that your phone is ringing and you're saying you know I was literally just about to call you or I was thinking about you yeah. Um, whether you want to call it telepathy whether you know it's, it, f- it's forget something. the labels something's yeah. happening where you as a take the physi- the physiology out of it you as a spiritual being are connecting mm-hmm. with another spiritual being and based upon that the connection has been made and then what you yeah. then do on a physical level is then you utilize the technology <laughs> to make that <laughs> physical connection kind of thing yeah. so i am um, 100% agree and can concur uh, have experienced yeah. said things uh, i've noticed you have on your if correct me if i'm wrong you've got Quartz crystals is that and on your ears? My quartz ring. Yeah. Um, no, that's actually right.
1: <laughs> Very okay. perceptive. It's actually amethyst. I've got amethyst, all right. Okay, here we go. You're opening up a big can here. Yeah. So I've got my amethyst earrings, I've got mm-hmm. my uh, my quartz ring. Yes. Um, I've got my labradorite bracelet. It's okay. either that or my rose quartz bracelet, I've got um all my tumblestones. I sleep with a couple of <laughs> again have you got oh, hematite on your on your me. chain
0: on your on your chain as you know well as hem- I
1: did have um it's not no um there's some little time I forgot about this one as well I've got some tiger's eye and my little arrowheads um I think there's some obsidian on this one obsidian um, that's it yeah. Yes. uh I sleep with some crystals under my pillows I've got my my quartz ring because um I got fed up. I always used to have a piece of um usually rose quartz that I wore in my bra, but it yep. would stretch.
0: I know, you'll start <laughs> <and> again,
1: to... <laughs> It would drop out. Um, the, the 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 crystal I mean. Yes. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I just got to the point where I was like, I was sped up of just losing crystals or hearing, and I thought, oh, one day it's gonna smash. And um, I mm. thought I saw this in my favorite crystal shop, Penny Farthings in Wolverhampton, brilliant. Um, and I thought, you know what? What a great, um, a great thing to have. Yes. So, uh, so yeah. And like I said, my friends, they all laugh at me. I'm a Cancerian, so I love the moon, the stars, mm. all that kind of stuff. Um, and they're all laughing at me. They're like, now, you and these crystals or are you and your sage smudging? But then some Christmases or birthdays, and you get them a little tumblestone or. Is the it? amount of people that are just like natalie when's the full moon when have i got to manifest again yeah or when have i got to put my crystals out so it's like ah you see uh, you're not laughing at me now are you so they, there's uh yes
0: they're catching on. element
1: of comfort to a lot of people
0: almost definitely and i mean even i mean <laughs> a similar story i can say i gave somebody i won't mention their name but i gave someone a um many many years back a jade a buddha um, nice
1: meant to bring um, is it luck and prosperity or exactly,
0: something? exactly exactly yeah. so, so I gave them the instructions what to do um, mm. to cleanse it charge it yeah. program it yeah. um, and they were so excited <laughs> they did it for the first time and I said you know you, uh, regular intervals you, you need to repeat this process kind of thing <laughs> yeah and I saw them maybe a few months later and that Buddha was in the kitchen, covered in grease. <laughs> he was right next to the cooker. I was like, "That's not going to do you much help."
1: <laughs> Other than maybe making you some of your meals taste extra tasty, that's uh, that's probably about it. You got you got to show you got to show the Jade Buddha some love. Come on now, Definitely. come on now. Mm. No, all these all because I've got some beautiful um amethyst cathedrals, citrine, all that kind of stuff, and. Basically, every full moon they go outside, yeah. Um, sort of wash them all off, and then especially when it's raining and the weather's like it is now. Mm. But just to get the sort of the natural elements. Yes. And like I said, I smudge the whole house. I smudge my parents, my dad's. Uh, most of the time, it's like he's like, what now? <laughs> um, and he just like says like living in a flipping commune around here because literally <laughs> the whole house. You just have to sort of try and park the smoke as he's coming in to watch his westerns or whatever he's watching on the day. And then I'll go around with my little. I've got a little Tibetan singing bowl as well, so I'll go around after I've done all of that. And then just to sort of again level out all the um, the vibrations and the frequencies, mm. and especially at the minute with everything that's going on oh, yeah. with the pandemic, <sighs> it's just listen whatever I can do to try and if it listen, I'm like listen whatever works for you, mm-hmm. do you. But this is something that works for me, um, and because I've got so many people's energy as well coming at me while I'm on the radio, yes, um, it's just I just need something sometimes to just feel like I've kind of cleansed. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's like I said, that's my that's my kind of geeky geeky little way of doing it but i like it and they look pretty too so what exactly can
0: you say? well well look yeah. these are precious or well semi-precious depending on how you how you uh, value it personally mm. um i mean what is a diamond it's the same thing what is an onyx it's because these are minerals that are from the earth it's the fact that some person some clever marketing genius said we're going to say that diamonds are for women and, um, you know, they're good for engagements and for weddings and diamonds are girls' best friends and basically hugely doubled the value of what diamonds are in comparison to anything else. They could have picked an onyx and did exactly the same thing. It's it's all perception. I so love these the fact are...
1: that you know this as well, though.
0: <laughs> these are all valuable um, tools and tools are to be used but for, for people if you know if you know how to use them if you've been given the instructions you can mm. utilize that tool properly if you haven't been given the, uh, the instructions then you might not yield the results that you want from said tool
1: yeah no completely and um yeah like I said when it comes to using for sort of you know manifesting i try and sort of manifest as much as I can for for the people around me but I'm I'm a big believer that words are matter and whatever you speak and you sort of you put out there into uh into the 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 big wide world then that's why again that sort of positives bring positives negatives bring negatives because if you're just constantly spouting all this negative then that's just you know that's what you're feeding your surroundings um so yeah no no i love love all my love all my little feel good feel good trinkets it's just (laughs) it's just my little yeah one that's so that's that's (laughs) that's
0: And very lastly on the on the uh, the crystals do you do you have um do you have a your little pouch full of your crystals that you carry with you
1: um you don't do the well, pouches because yeah, I've got you no know, because I've got this and like I said because I've got the jewelry um then generally no i I did used to. Um, but that's why i just have it all laid out so that my my space and my switching off space is just nice and nice and zen Mm. and then like i said i wear the other crystals and sort of you know so i've got this i've got like i said i've got one that's um it's a nice rose quartz bracelet um i've got some um moldavite and um uh is it hercimer diamond earrings as well um so yeah just depend depending on the mood the mood will then depend on what kind of a you know, what kind of crystals I'll be wearing that day.
0: Totally. Okay. And have you gone any further? Um, You've spoken about crystals. Have you looked into or are you practicing Reiki or anything like that?
1: love reiki i've got um reiki and reflexology i absolutely love it and my um at at the start of all the the lockdown my reflexologist who also did reiki she she's in her her 70s now so she's sort of taken this time to to basically retire but she's like a reiki master She donkey's years Mm -hmm. um and just before all of this she said "Natalie, she said it's not something that i would normally do but i want to teach you reiki because i've been told i'm quite a sort of a a spiritual person and um yeah I've, I've just that I've got some not, not some healing gifts but through my positivity that I can yeah that I've, I've, I've got something so she wanted to teach me but like I said the pandemic kicked in and just as I was about to start some some sessions on that front um then as it's obviously been had a um a bit of a halt put on that but yeah no i'm, I'm a big believer in in, um, in reiki most definitely again energy it's all yeah. about energy it's, it it's really huge is. people really do underestimate um and it's just as you know as you go along and even even as i'm getting older there's certain people who i love dearly and always will but it's just you just i think i don't know whether it's just again that sort of growth process where you kind of find yourself growing um growing apart from certain people because their energy is either still in a certain place or it just doesn't, you're not on that same frequency anymore.
0: Yes well I've noticed um, <clears throat> and I've highlighted for quite some time now for maybe about maybe five years um, especially within the, the, the male remit. A lot of mm. males are, are they're just in arrested development. They don't want to come out of being a, a young adult. And then mm. the, this is going to people even in their fifties. Yeah. I'm like, are we serious? You're 50 something years old and you're, you're talking, acting, <laughs> and like, you, you uh, there's, there's no real difference. I can't see any progression. I can't see any growth. Like, what are we actually doing? It's you, like you, mm. you're stuck in time. You, you're stuck in 1990 or something.
1: I think um I saw who was it it was um I think it was Snoop I don't know if you've seen it Snoop was chatting with I want to say ASAP Rocky um and there's a there's a conversation that they were having about this exact um kind of topic and Snoop was basically saying about when he was sort of first coming up, um, and the amount of people that he, you know, he wanted to, you want to bring people with you if you, you know, mm. things are starting to go well. You want to bring all your people through, and so on and so forth. And there's people, even if when it came to certain family members, and you just want to see them do well. And if you know, if he was in a position to be able to put someone else on because mm-hmm. he got to a certain level now, he's like, listen, that's that's my boy. I'm on it. Yeah. Um. But then there's a certain mentality within certain people where they were stuck. They were they were still here.
0: Mm. They
1: couldn't see the benefits of yeah. you know growing themselves. They just thought, "Oh, we've got all this now," and not realizing that no, you have you have to evolve. You 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 know you got to you got to change gear. Yes, um, and it was almost like a kind of. Um, not like a father-son chat, but, you know, or like some mentoring chat that he was having. I think, I'm sure it was ASAP Rocky. Um, and because ASAP Rocky was saying the same thing that, you know, there's people and you could, you could hear that there was almost like a guilt when it comes to, that feeling of having to sort of say, Do you know, what I'm, I've, I've got no choice now because I am evolving and I am moving on, um, and I can see the bigger picture. And it's not just where we grew up and this mentality that we had here. The, the world is such; it's a much, much bigger place. Um, the, 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 the guilt that they felt for sort of almost having to leave these people behind and let them go, um, because if they weren't ready to jump on that train and sort of evolve, not necessarily with these people, but themselves as individuals then it was they were kind of saying there there wasn't any more that they could they could do to help them they were always going to be in that area and stuck in that kind of cycle um, and I just, um, like I said, if you haven't seen it, it's definitely worth having. A, a I mean, I'm a Snoop fan anyway. It's my, my first Doggy <laughs> Style, first first album, uh, or first hip hop album that I ever bought. Sitting there writing out all the lyrics and everything. So I'm 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 a big Snoop fan. But it was just fascinating to watch and fascinating to hear as well, um, because I think people, when it comes to sort of um, certain levels of fame, people are sort of desperate for the fame, um, but they don't necessarily realise the the level of commitment um, and sometimes sacrifice um, for what you know best that, that, that has to come with it.
0: Yes. And the, the, the higher the level of fame you attain and notoriety, mm. the less of a normal life you can leave, lead even. there's no there's no just popping to Tesco's or to Waitrose for something without a a mob of people asking for autographs Mm -hmm. and those kind of things you it's a trade-off it's like a a lot of the youth today are infatuated it seems like that they see their only way of success is to be some kind of entertainer in some kind of remit um
1: or even influencer now, that's, wow. you know, there's people we were talking about jobs and things earlier on and sort of what people are looking at thinking, right, well, what's my career path? Even the youngsters, you know, pre-teens, that I know are just like, oh yeah, I want to be an influencer when I'm older. And you're just like, wow, mm. this is just, the, you know, it's uh, but, it, you know, it's a real thing. And I mean, it, you know. It...
0: Thanks for taking the time to tune into CFR Network